Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The Art History Maze. Hot Takes. Yeah. It's a hot take. Anything goes. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the hot takes episode. I'm Corey. I'm Jen. (laughs) I'm Natalie. I'm Ginny. And we are the art history babes. (laughs) Ginny. Pew, pew, pew. Ginny. What? Uh, Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that you're here. I'm going to make Sam pour me a shot right now. I actually am having FOMO of Jen's alcohol level right now. I feel like it just increased over like the last few minutes, which is magical. (laughs) That's how tequila works. Yo, so let me just tell the listeners what I did. What I did was I went to work today and then I got home and I said, oh, fuck, I'm recording a podcast later. Actually, I'm recording a podcast right now. I should just get like pretty drunk. And I took two shots of tequila back to back, which if at some point you listen to our episode on death portraiture, you will hear me say that I resent being referred to as a tequila girl. Right. Tequila girls have been maligned as terrible party people. Is that something you get a lot, Jen? Or people are like, Jen, you're a tequila girl. Like, do people actually call you that? (laughs) No one's like actually said that. But it's always, you know, I get a lot of comments about like, well, Jen likes tequila. Or like, Jen can really knock back some tequila. And I'm like, okay. So what you know about me is that I drink and that I'm Mexican. This feels racist. (laughs) Um, but the truth is that I do drink tequila. Yeah, I was going to say, depending on who says it, it could definitely come off as a little racial, but you also love tequila. So I There's will that. get really scandalized and I'll be like, are you being racial right now? But then I will do a shot of tequila and then I'm fine. It's tequila, tequila equal parts horny and angry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, girl. And if you put on like any any kind of like slower tempo like Mexican music, I will cry. Like I'll just be crying. And you're like, God damn it. 
I feel like I'm actually, I, I, I'm not at like a two shots of tequila point, but I am kind of like actually a little toasty right now. So I feel like I'll be, I'll be right up there with you very soon, Jen, because I had like a really weird moment today where I'm someone who likes to like sip on whiskey or like have a glass of wine um, regularly. Sure. But I was just like sipping on whiskey while I was putting together my notes for this episode and I just had this like desire in me and I was like this isn't doing it for me and I just was like I want to feel like I want to drink something that makes me feel like I'm 21 so I I, all I have in the house right now is bourbon like that was it but my mom is a soda drinker and so we have coke so I'm drinking whiskey and cherry coke right now and it (laughs) it is like hitting the spot of like wow, wow like going out going out to the bars like 21 22 that sounds delish it's also you know it goes down quickly uh so yeah i i'm i'm in i'm in party mode too i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah on that note sam just brought me a little shot so we're gonna take a little rum shot real quick rum. Wrong. Wow. sorry sam you guy it's not our whiskey, and I don't like Bullet. I'm going to oh, say that's really? what I'm drinking. I love Bullet. Anyway, well, should we tell the listeners what we're talking about today? No, we should just make them guess. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are doing a very, very special hot takes episode today. If you don't know, just giving you a quick preface. Our hot takes episodes are episodes we do every once in a while that are focused on something that you wouldn't typically put you know in the realm of art history a lot of times they're on like shows like tv shows and movies but it can really be anything that we want to talk about and we tend to bring in some art historical stuff sometimes but it's really just an episode where we get to talk about something that we like and that we care about and this is something that I, i think we all care a lot about and it is the Amazing, wonderful series from Comedy Central produced by Derek Waters, Drunk History. Yeah, it's so good. This would be the part where I say, you know it, but we were just talking about how not everyone knows it. So I guess we'll say maybe you know it. Maybe you know it, but if you didn't, now you do. I'm starting to really realize how underrated this show is and it's weird to me because so many of my close friends and people in my close circle or close circles, you know, you guys, but then other friends and other close circles. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so there's other circles. <laughs> <laughs> I have some other circles um, as well, but really, really insensitive way to break. Honestly, it that's bullshit. And um, <laughs> I think we should just end this episode now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Jen turns off her mic. <laughs> I heard that. That was amazing. I'm still here. I feel like all of you have more <laughs> friends outside of this circle than I do. So. <laughs> all right, fine. Hey, wait, I'm putting it. Wait, everyone, I'm putting a pizza in the oven. So I just needed you all to know that right now. Okay. What I was saying is that I feel like a lot of people I'm close to share the love for the show. Like, yeah, totally. It it's seemed in my orbit to be a somewhat universal thing. But then I realized over time that a lot of people, especially people you expect to know about drunk history, 
don't know about drunk history. And it's it's a shame. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Cor, do you remember that when you spent Christmas with me our first year of grad school, I feel that in my memory, at least, we watched a lot of drunk history. And that's when I made you watch what we do in the shadows movie for the first time. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. I feel like that says everything about our bond and our friendship. 100%. I also (laughs) second uh, very dear drunk history memory with you was in Chicago last year when I was nursing like an ungodly (laughs) two-day hangover. And like, and I was in the hotel and you and Jen went out on the town I and I just incredibly wasted, like incredibly wasted. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good little reel of that on our Instagram highlights. I want to oh, say. Yeah. Jen and I drinking Jadot out by like Lake, what's that? Oh God, this is going to sound so Lake dumb, Michigan. What's that big Lake, Lake Michigan. <laughs> What's that big lake by Chicago? <laughs> Not only is it on our Instagram, it's also uh, there's a vlog where there's there's some sure of that is. on there as well. YouTube on the YouTube. But anyways, yeah, you guys went out on the town, had a great time. I was far too hungover to do anything, and so I was back at the hotel. And then you guys actually ended up coming back somewhat early. Um, you got back at like 8 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> you went hard. You went hard early in the day. To be fair, I think I had blacked out at about 5 p.m. And because we finished recording <laughs> as, as soon as we stopped working. As soon as we were finished, we had these two full bottles of wine and we just brown bagged it <laughs> and then we went to a classy bar but then i was obsessed i was obsessed with harry carey the famous uh cubs cubs right yep. cubs <laughs> yeah announcer <laughs> Cor- yeah. chicago expert oh man basically he is chicago and i just i made Ginny listen to me tell the same joke like five times like about you know how harry carey's favorite planet is the sun um (laughs) if the moon were made out of spare ribs would you eat it (laughs) question doctor (laughs) um and I spent $120 at some random Harry Carey restaurant. And then it was time to go home, Corey. So then I passed out. And then that's when you had a magical time watching Drunk <laughs> History. <laughs> yeah. So, so they came back to the hotel and Jen passed out immediately. <laughs> With like all my clothes on. And but then yeah, Ginny and I just snuggled up in our, in bed together and just watched like hours of drunk history. I want to say incredible. Yeah, like we watched many yeah. episodes, and it was just it was really nice. And it's the best one of the best hangover shows for sure. So yeah, I I think it's a, a show that means a lot to us in our friendships and in our individual friendships, just memory wise. But also it means a lot to us because to be completely honest, like drunk history was a huge part of the concept for the art history babes. Yeah, definitely. Sure. This wouldn't have even occurred to me to work if it weren't for drunk history already existing. Exactly. And it definitely from the beginning, from when the idea sprouted up, 
it was definitely a a huge influence in the back of my mind. Like, oh, it'll be something like Drunk History. And that was always, always just a huge influence, always a huge kind of, yeah, guiding light for us that kind of gave us the okay in a lot of ways that, hey, we can mix academic material, we can mix education and alcohol. And it, mm-hmm. and it can work. It can work out. Yeah. I still remember. I think that we were at Ginny's lovely cottage, which, by the way, Ginny had like the best living situation of all of us when we were in grad school. I was, was extremely great. jealous. She had this like beautiful little cottage that was um it was like a granny cottage and someone's yeah like a backyard mm-hmm. cottage and um uh, we were hanging out and what we used to do i feel like we've told the story a million times but i'm gonna tell it again because fuck it <laughs> it's our podcast do what you we want yeah but i remember like Corey just had this illuminated look like her eyes were just little stars and was like, we should start a podcast because we just, you know, we we have these really fun conversations when we're really drunk and hanging out and, and you know, it can be like drunk history, but with art. And we were like, yeah, and that's literally <laughs> how the podcast started i like to imagine that that actually happened with all three of you simultaneously going yeah (laughs) okay but i think we actually did that like sailor moon style yeah exactly exactly yeah Yeah, Corey had cartoon stars in her eyes and we all went yeah and Not only did we think doing hot takes on drunk history would just be a fun idea or you know something that we wanted to do but also we just owe so much to that show like we really do we owe so much to it we owe so much to Derek Waters and for those of you who are fans and who have maybe been paying attention it was recently canceled oh yeah such a bummer absolutely terrible honestly like (laughs) why there's so much untapped potential like there's so much mm-hmm. they could do there's an endless amount of historical topics to discuss while drunk look at us <laughs> it's pretty upsetting that like gray's anatomy is on their like 25th season <laughs> over yeah we think we're done with history like oh we cover it it's so good in six seasons we're good yeah. Oh God. Do we know part of why it's been canceled is because people just like there wasn't trust that filming drunk people safely during this plague. Like, is that part of it? Maybe. I don't think it's th- that thought out. Honestly, from what if I understand, we're having sports. Then, like, we could safely true. record That's drunk true. history. I'm don't sorry, you think? but RuPaul has been figuring out how to get these damn queens on the runway, COVID or no COVID. I am not convinced that that is an excuse. So I think I do think COVID had something to do with it, but I don't think it was canceling the show for the sake of people's safety. I just think it was more COVID and the results of COVID have Mm -hmm. led to lots of cancellations across all sorts of platforms. And it's really, you know, it's just these big corporations, these big channels just looking to cut back, looking where they can save money. And I, I really think it was something like that. Drunk history was just maybe not as big enough of a cash cow 
I, I think it's that mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. 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 And so it got bummer. it got canceled. And it's really just a bummer. It happened very abruptly because they were renewed for a seventh season. Ah. Uh, what the hell? Yeah. So it was like rescinded. Yes, ex- it was. Um, in August of Ugh. 2019, it was renewed for a seventh season. And then August of 2020, Whoa. the decision was reversed. And the show is canceled. So Unbelievable. They-, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. I'm saying it right here. If it if it happened once, we can do it again. Let's re-reverse it. Right Starting here. Let's start right. a petition. Or maybe another network can pick it up or something. Yeah. Well, let's pick it up ourselves. Let's let's do it, guys. And we're gonna start a new drunk history. Someone called Derek. We got an email, him, guys. We need to start drafting an email to Derek. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely have the resources to uh, to pay for the uh the actors on that show like i'm you know i'm sure i'm sure will ferrell we'll just use the name drunk history we'll use our friends as actors they'll figure it out it's fine okay so wait hold hold up did we already tell our listeners what drunk history is (laughs) kind of maybe i don't think we did not explicitly let's just do that due diligence (laughs) So Drunk History is uh, one of our favorite shows. (laughs) The concept was created by Derek Waters and Jeremy Connor in the form of a Funny or Die web series back in 2007, which is also really good. You should check that out. And then it premiered on Comedy Central as a full series on July 9th, 2013. And then it ran for six seasons. And then, as we mentioned, was renewed for seventh and then and then they took it back. Interestingly, I read that like the show has always received mixed reviews, which I just don't understand because mm. like how how can like. you how can you not like it? The it's drunk history. <laughs> I feel like if anything, it is something that just makes history a lot more palatable in passing for people like I remember back when the show first came out so back in 2013 I was still like in undergrad living in my undergrad town and I remember and I was you know studying art history and the show had just come out and I would I loved it I thought it was brilliant and I would watch it with my roommates and I have a distinct memory of my old roommate Tim who I haven't talked to in years but if he happens to be listening what's up Tim Tim Tim. Tim. (laughs) but anyways we were like sitting around watching it and you know all laughing all having a good time and Tim was just like losing it over over one of the episodes and he said he was like I would like history if it was taught like this he was someone who didn't enjoy learning about history he was someone like that never really attached to it and he loved the show so I feel like people who like history like dry historical documentaries and stuff, right? Like myself included. I love it. I love a BBC doc. I love it, you know? I love that shit. But drunk history sauces it up, though. It makes it accessible. It's fun. Like, come on. And it makes people who maybe aren't particularly jazzed about BBC documentaries get excited about the information. And it's undeniably hilarious. And the reenactments are a million times better than dry historical reenactments. And Mm -hmm. so 
yeah, there's an accessibility to it. There is kind of a fun nature to it. And I also think it points to very clearly, very obviously the ways in which uh, history and and the ways we tell historical stories is subjective in a lot of ways. And it is whether you're watching a BBC documentary or drug history, you are getting somebody's take on something that happened in yes. history. Right. And drug history right. just makes that more obvious, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's important. I think that's a really important thing to learn and to understand. And it also just h- helps it become more personal. Like, you know, when you see someone like... <laughs> almost blackout drunk, like telling this story about history, making little asides and jokes. It just feels more close to home, I think, for a lot of people. Absolutely. I wanted to cue, um, that's not the right word. I I wanted to, um, what's the word? You know what? I just wanted to ask. (laughs) Dude, you are nailing it right now. Like, honestly, couldn't write it. Could not write this. It's beautiful. I just wanted to know, um, you know, they get so wasted on the show. Do you think they're actually that drunk or do you think that they're acting? I think that they are. I mean, there have been times where people fucking barf. Because I've yeah. seen some where I'm like, there's no, like, are you really that wasted? Like, how much pre-gaming do they do before they actually start talking about the thing? I want to know about their process. In the web series, they used to tell you exactly how much. I like that. I want to know, you know. There is obviously like plenty of pre-gaming and I don't like a lot of episodes show you some of that, like show you them, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging out in kitchens and whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. One thing just in terms of what's important to the creators, like what's important to Derek Waters is it's important that they are legitimately inebriated, but also it's really important to him. Like he drinks with them and he gets quite drunk with them. Right. And that's like really important to him as the host because he doesn't want the show to feel exploitative in any way. Sure. So it's, it really is this process of him showing up and drinking with them. And there's actually a really good episode of the Duncan Trussell family hour podcast Mm -hmm. with Derek waters on it. And Duncan Trussell and Derek waters are good friends. And it's a really good episode. I teared up because at one point Derek waters just gets very emotional about the cancellation of drunk history. And it's really, he gets really vulnerable and really emotional. And it's just, Oh, I'm going to get emotional right now. It's really like, He just he was really bummed that there was Mm -hmm. it was just such an abrupt cancellation and that he didn't get a chance to close it out. They didn't get a chance to say goodbye to it. Oh, yeah. Like, it'll be so easy to bring back. Like, it's not like something else where you would need a continuation or momentum or something like people could pick it back up at some point. I really, really hope that happens. Yeah, me too. It deserves it. But yeah, it's a great episode. I really recommend listening to it. But also he talks about the process and how important the show has been to him over the, over the years. And he, he talks about how like how it it's not easy to get that drunk for your job regularly. Like it kind of takes a toll on your body. Yeah. So just from listening to that podcast, I know he was getting pretty drunk pretty regularly for the show. I can do it. Jen's <laughs> <laughs> like hand it over i got this challenge accepted it'd be fine 
So we're going to get into talking about some of our favorite episodes. Also, just before we do that, because I still, even after all of that, I don't know if we've fully even said what drunk history is. Nope, we have not. Damn it. The show, the the concept, the premise is uh, Derek Waters is the host and he sits down with someone, typically an actor or comedian who has studied a story from history. Like they have read it, they have studied it. So they know the facts, they know the names, they know the story they're supposed to tell. And then that person, along with Derek, gets very drunk. They spend the evening just hanging out, drinking together. And then when they're ready, they sit in front of a camera and they start to tell the story. And then to add another layer to it, the show does historical reenactments using typically very famous actors. Mm -hmm. And they're doing these reenactments, but they're using the dialogue of the drunk person. And it's just brilliant it's oh it's so funny Mm. and so clever it's so funny and i wish it was my job you know (laughs) yeah damn it well i mean like that's kind of once again that's kind of what we're trying to do here so (laughs) it is but also like we have to stay above a a certain I almost just just said certain, so that just shows a, where I'm at. But an, of a, a certain threshold, I feel like, or or does no one else feel that way? Should I be getting more drunk? Oh my god, Natalie, get wasted! Like, what are you doing tomorrow? Honestly, oh my god, <laughs> working, working, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. It's fine. I feel like we ebb and flow. I feel like we have episodes where we get very (laughs) silly and then i mean we have episodes where we haven't you know drank a drop too so like it's not like yes not me (laughs) (laughs) me. oh my god (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) it definitely varies at least for our concept it's not like being drunk has to be part of it yeah that's not our identity yeah Yeah. exactly but it started that way for me i'm gonna be real like at the beginning i i needed that booze blankie to help me feel comfortable yeah i i think that's but also like a little bit of a a little bit of alcohol to calm your nerves is not the same thing as getting drunk and talking about history you know so like we exist in that space a lot too right like a drinker and then talking Mm -hmm. as opposed to getting super drunk however if you've been with us for a long time you know that there are some episodes (laughs) we'll talk about that at the end of the episode but i can certainly say that I prefer the ones where I don't get wasted. (laughs) (laughs) But I would also, we've talked about this on multiple episodes. I really would love to work with some like actor friends of ours and really do a full on, like the four of us get hammered, tell a story. And then we do a reenactment kind of like do a drunk history version Mm-hmm. someday i really want to make that happen but likewise to um what Derek waters said if we were trying to do that every episode i don't think we'd feel very well very often so. no oh but like we you know we're manifesting that the show gets brought back in some capacity so when it does eventually they're gonna need an art history episode like and then they'll come we to keep us keep bringing that up we keep putting it out there so. i'm a little bit upset <laughs> that they haven't done one they have they have 
but not like we could. And but here's the thing. <laughs> Derek Waters, hit us up. Uh, so we've already been talking for a hell of a long time. Yeah, I was going to say I want to pee and get a glass of whiskey. Um, yeah, but, me too. Um, and I, and I want to eat my pizza. So let's take a little breaky. And we'll come back to the podcasting. Enjoy your adsies. We have returned from our our first ad break. Ah. Ah. And so we're doing Hot Takes Drunk History, which we literally just talked for 40 minutes about how much we love this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now we are going to kind of go around the circle and each of us picked two of our favorite episodes. So we're going to share with you two of our favorite episodes each and continue to talk about how much we love this show. I feel yes. like is, is what's going to happen. <laughs> That's the vibe of the whole episode. No contrarians here. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So number one favorite episode, hands down, easy pick for me. It is also just a huge comfort watch. I watch it uh, any like all the time whenever I'm just like, I need something to watch. I've seen this episode so many times. Season one, episode seven, Nashville. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it before you posted that episode too. I don't know if you're going to lead with it. So I was holding off, but like, I swear I fucking knew it. Oh. Oh, God, it's so good. So this episode, there are three stories uh, told in this episode. In the first season, what they did uh, thematically is they chose uh, cities in the United States. And then they had like Mm -hmm, three mm -hmm. historical stories from each city. This episode was Nashville. And the three stories, we have Dolly Parton, which... Come on, Queen, like Dolly I'm Parton. I'm with Dolly Parton. Who isn't? I didn't like, know I was until that episode, though. Like, I didn't know I was obsessed with her. And she is, I'm. It's she's sad. like the best person. Four years since this episode came out, one of my like personal mantras when I need like a boost comes from this episode when she's like in the office with like the record execs and she's like, back me or back the fuck off. <laughs> like that is like a vibe, like back me or back the fuck off. That is a good mantra. Right. Uh, It's so good. It just tells it tells the whole story of her and Porter Wagner and then her writing Jolene, 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 Jolene. Jolene. (laughs) That is the name of a fucking country and Western song. (laughs) That's the name of a bitch. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Wow. Also true. Also true. That's triggered. To all of our listeners named Jolene, I'm sorry. I didn't make the rules. Dolly did. Dolly Dolly makes the rules. Like, that's just how it is. And we let her. So we have the Dolly Parton episode, which is just fantastic. And then also in this episode, we have the Scopes Monkey Trial, which is the story of a very prominent historical trial that had to do with teaching evolution in schools. So just a really valuable historical lesson also hilarious like it's just done so well and the reenactment is so good it's got uh what's his name he is on he is like such a character actor he was in that show with tina fey oh 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 he's blonde and he's got prominent teeth 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Don't know his name. I'm so sorry. Every time I'm going to look up this other guy's name too, but every time this other actor comes on, me and Sam just call him BJ because he's BJ in the Righteous Gemstones. And I need to learn his name because it's so disrespectful. But we're just like, it's BJ. This this guy, everyone knows him. He was also in he was also in one of my favorite movies, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh yeah. He's so good in everything that he does. Hold on. Okay, we're going to find out his name. IMDB, you save us every time. Shout out to IMDB for real. I use it pretty much every day. Yeah. His (laughs) name is Jack McBrayer. Yes, Jack McBrayer. And I think he's in, like, he makes many appearances in Drunk History. He shows up Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. He's a repeater. Yeah, but he's in this episode, the Scopes Monkey Trial, really good. And then also in in this episode is the Lewis and Clark episode, (laughs) which is one just so dear to my heart because like growing up where I grew up, like growing up in the Midwest on the Missouri River, like uh, Lewis and Clark is everything to us. It's really ridiculous. Like in school, constantly you're just learning about Lewis and Clark. My hometown has a fucking like Lewis and Clark center, like Lewis and Clark is huge also i don't know i don't think i've ever shared this on the podcast but this is a good time to do it fun story about my hometown so if you're entering my my home city from the south you will see up upon a hill a very large obelisk as you enter the city and it is known as the sergeant floyd monument you wanna you wanna guess who sergeant floyd was anybody a penis (laughs) a colonizer Yeah, well, yes, 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 all of you above. (laughs) Sergeant Floyd was the only person to die on the Lewis and Clark expedition. And he died in my hometown. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And we built a monument to him. (laughs) An obelisk, no less. Did he die of syphilis? I don't, I actually don't remember. So Lewis and Clark... It's just uh, just personally a, a story that was very big in my childhood, but it's such a good episode. You have the actor that plays Buster Bluth. As- Tony Hale, baby. Yeah, Tony Hale as Meriwether Lewis. <laughs> Taryn Killam as Clark. Aubrey Plaza as uh, Sacagawea. And it is, it's just a great episode. It's I can recite it from memory, basically. So that is number one. And then... Really quickly, before you move on, sorry. I just... Georgia Hardstark of My Favorite Murder narrates uh, Lewis and Clark. And that, to me, is like... Melts my heart because I love that show. I know Jeannie loves that show, too. No, I I mean, I might not be like a My Favorite Murder person, but like I, I love her in that. I love uh, yeah. the two of them. She's like, a wonderful together. storyteller. Yeah, it's yeah. so mm-hmm. good. It's so good. That's, yeah, just the whole episode. Everyone who acts in it and everyone who tells the stories. It's just. It's a banger. It's a banger. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So season one, episode seven, Nashville. And then I chose for my number two. It was really hard. And I have some like honorable mentions that I, I might throw in at the end if they don't get mentioned by other people. Oh, I have some too. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. 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 My number two I chose, I skipped ahead to season six. 
season six, episode three, Trailblazers. And this episode, it's two, there's two stories. There's the story of Bessie Coleman, which I knew nothing about. I was not familiar with Bessie Coleman at all. So this is just another great example of how this show is educational as fuck. It really does tell important stories and stories that you did not hear in school. And that is just so valuable. So I I know it's really easy Mm -hmm. to write off as like, oh, these are just drunk people like being drunk. But like, these are really important stories and really valuable historical stories. So it's um, the story of Bessie Coleman told by Lyric Lewis, which is great. And then also the story of the Little Rock Nine told by Amber Ruffin, Mm -hmm. who I just adore so much. And I'm so excited. Amber Ruffin has her own show yeah. coming out right now, which I'm so stoked about. But she tells the story of the Little Rock Nine. Once again, it's so well done. The recreation's so well done. Such an important story. Like I've seen, you know, I've seen those images, those historical images of the Little Rock Nine. Yeah. But like I didn't, I didn't know the story. I didn't know the actual details of it. And really watching a recreation of it it just gives you such a a more, a fuller idea of what actually happened. And Amber Ruffin is just such a, such a spark in the world. I just love her. She's such a wonderful person. Agreed. And on this show, she's so wonderful. She's like a recurring narrator. Mm -hmm. And every time I see her, I get so excited because she's just delightful. She has some of like the best one-liners or just like moments I think there's one where she like says like, sorry. And then she's like, no, not sorry. And she like gets really like happy about it. And she's like, actually, I'm not sorry at all. And like that, like Corey said, like that's a mantra that I try and carry. And just the way uh, she's just, she precious. Yeah, in the uh, in this episode, in the Little Rock Nine episode, she um at the beginning when they're like making their drinks or whatever, she's making a spicy margarita, and Derek Waters is like, "Why do you make your margarita spicy?" And she was like, "Oh, thank you for asking." And then she goes, "Cause I want to." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, her attitude, like, I'm, I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to think of exactly how to describe her, like, her persona or like her energy, because it's amazing. It's it's definitely paradoxical in a way, but like the best way. She's a, she's a Capricorn, too, which I was like, yeah. I know, I know. It makes me so happy. We got some good Capricorns, man. Love that energy. A bubbly Capricorn too. I would love to know the rest of her chart because she's bubbly as yeah, hell. Yeah, there's some Libra or some Leo in there. Yeah, for there's sure. gotta be. Also, I think Jen has been eating pizza this whole time. <laughs> I know. No, I'm, yeah. I, let me tell you that I've had my I've had my mic turned off because I'm literally like crunching pizza. I'm listening. I gotta eat, you guys. No, you gotta. You gotta. All right. Those were the two that I chose. Um, and then I'll come back with maybe some honorable mentions at the end. Who wants to go next? Those are some solid choices, man. I can go if no one else wants to go. Natalie. All right. So my first is also from season one, episode five, San Francisco. Yes. So what really sucked me in about this one, like the reason that it sticks in my memory is uh, Natasha Leggero 
doing Patty Hearst, yeah. like the kidnapping of Patty Hearst. Yeah. First of all, yeah. I just love Natasha Leggero in general. I she's one of my favorite comedians. And so that one just like really stuck with me. If you don't know, Patty Hearst was a wealthy heiress to the Hearst fortune. Her parents were in media. She was kidnapped by. Oh, here's where I'm going to start failing. Uh, Didn't do my own. Sang- it was uh, Slovenia. Uh, yes. uh, the Sibianese Liberation yeah. Army. Yeah, I, yeah. Good job. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, and basically they keep her for a while. She gets like Stockholm, and suddenly she is on their side and just the telling what's the line where Natasha Joe's like she shows back up with like a machine gun yeah. and she, my name is Tanya. my, my new name is Tanya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then there's that part where her dogs start barking ah uh, I just it yeah that one cracks me up okay. and then the first scene of that or the first story from that episode is told by Artemis. Yes, I love that one. Pibdabi, um, about Mary Ellen Pleasant. And Lisa Bonet oh. plays Mary Ellen Pleasant. And it's such a great retelling. Artemis is famously in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Where she also plays Artemis. Yeah, exactly. I know. So that was like tripping Sam out. He was like, well, her name's actually <laughs> Artemis? And I was like, yeah, a lot, a lot of actors do that with characters actually. No, that's one of my favorites too. Yeah, the Mary Ellen Pleasant story is just fantastic. Once again, didn't know anything about it until Drunk History. And then Mm -hmm. Lisa Bonet, um, we already gave love to Capricorn Energy, so I have to give love. She is just a Scorpio queen through and through. So I love Lisa Bonet so, so much. And she does such a good job in that episode. Like, what's the line? Yes. Where she's like, she's like, I want y'all to be free. I don't want me to be free. Fuck you. (laughs) I count because I'm a motherfucking person, dick faces. Exactly. Uh, That was the line right before the clip that I posted on our story. And I almost almost included that part too, but I already included something that said motherfuckers. And I was like, I wonder if people get upset when I do like just like profanity in your face on our story. I don't know. If they follow our account, they should know what they're in for. But. Um, it just it felt abrupt to start with. Uh, such a great episode, though. Yes, definitely up there for me. In between, Derek Beckles tells the story of Mark Twain. Not trying to diss it. It's just I love that one too, though. <laughs> Mark Twain. Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just gets overshown by the other two for me. Yeah. So that's the only reason it's not as memorable. But definitely, like. The whole ensemble is fantastic. I think I love that Derek Beckles tells the story of Mark Twain because it's just a a, a light that I've never uh, thought about Mark Twain through. Like I think that episode yeah. was when I really realized how silly a good point. how silly that story is and like you know yeah. the drunk riverboat captain and like it's all the ridiculousness so of the fact that we treat it like this like huge like literary <laughs> i don't know it i get what you mean Corey. it, it like it shines a very uh realistic light on the whole exactly. situation it, it shines a light on the absurdity of it and i uh am always here for that so yeah that's a great episode great yeah choice I don't know if we mentioned either, but I think with the city ones too, I don't know if it was like 
every single time, but it's they aim to get comedians who are from the cities that they were uh, talking about, right? I don't know, but that's possible. That makes sense. Or just had a connection to. I don't. I, like I said, I don't know that it was every single one, but I feel like there were enough references to people like being proud of their hometown or whatever. Yeah, because they usually film. A lot of times, they film in the storyteller's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, or like randomly you'd realize that they'd be probably in like a friend of a friend's home, but it's probably because it's like their childhood friend or some like someone that they know in town who like they're back to visit. Because mm-hmm. there have been some episodes where I'm definitely like, this is neither of their home. <laughs> like yeah, I, I realize at a certain yeah. point. There are some where I'm like, oh, I've seen this house before that they're in. Like this must be like one of the producers. Right. Houses yeah, exactly, exactly. So number two for me is season five, episode four, and it's called Sex. (laughs) And it's very good. The first story is like the story of how birth control started in the United States, as told by Allison Rich. And it's very, very funny. But uh, the real, I think that my absolute let me just skip ahead because my absolute favorite from this episode is katie uh katie nolan's telling of gloria steinem sneaking into the playboy clubhouse (laughs) (laughs) as played by abby jacobs and it's so fucking good so i love that one it's literally I, i feel like i just told the whole story but gloria steinem goes undercover become a playboy bunny at the clubhouse she gets all the dirty deets for a short time and then writes an article about it but the comedian who's telling the story katie nolan i was not familiar with before she does a fantastic job i love the scene where she's explaining to Derek waters how to like serve she's like teaching him to like cross cross his legs as he walks and then like bend over the table and like stick his ass out and stick his tits out (laughs) and it's just it's magic i feel like that that's something too that's really fun about this show is there are just so many just interesting moments between Derek Waters and you know the storyteller like there there's always yeah. some kind of a really fun little like friendship moment like that that happens yeah. and I love those yeah and can I be honest like I actually was like very stressed out trying to pick two episodes because there's so many little <laughs> yeah. moments that are so genius that like I, I was, I don't know. I was like having a really hard time. I'm also about to start my period. So I think I'm just very emotional. Yeah, but sure, sure. I was having a very, very hard time choosing. I felt like I was going to do it wrong and like whatever. But the beauty of this show is like it's really hard to choose wrong because it's also good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we maybe take another quick break and then we'll come back and do uh, Ginny and Jen's top two? Yeah, let's yes, do it. Yes, 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 yes. The J, the G. I just like, I want like a, a denim jacket that's like Pizza Baby on. <laughs> I think that you could have that, Corey. Merch. Pizza Baby. <laughs> Merch is just so nonsensical, like at this point. Like, this reminds me of when I was floating down the American River and we saw this guy who was like clearly hammered on one of those single slice pizza floaties. 
And it oh, yeah. was like he had once been with a whole crew of slices, but now he was like lost all on his loan. And he like had <laughs> yeah. a whole like a bottle of simply lemonade that it looked like some jungle juice that he had drank down to the oh, bottom. Jesus. Yeah. He he was a pizza baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's King Pizza Baby. <laughs> that was King Pizza Baby. Also, really quickly, though, it's important to me that I correct myself because I definitely said Abby Jacobs and I meant Abby Jacobson. And I, yes, Abby Jacobson plays Gloria Sinem. Oh, my God. Can I go next? So, okay. So, obviously, I mean, I'm sorry if anyone already picked this one, but it's too funny. Is the Nikola Tesla mm, episode yes. with John C. Riley and Crispin Glover. OG web series of volume six or episode six or whatever the fuck. And it is a disaster. And I love it because Duncan Trussell is I love the him. guy. Yes. And we love him. We were just talking about him and how much we love him. If you listened to the death portraiture episode, go listen to that one when you're done listening to this one. We're big Duncan Trussell fans here. God, I love him. And he's so cute. Love and a good He gets beard. like absolutely shit hammered, <laughs> which I, you know, a, a guy who is like super wasted is, uh, is, is adorable <laughs> to me, which says a lot about me. It says something about as a you. person. <laughs> yeah. So that's an OG episode, but it's, uh, there's a bunch of reasons why it's near and dear to my heart. A, because I love Duncan Trussell. B, because I love John C. Riley. Anything mm-hmm. that John C. Riley is in, I'm obsessed with. Yes. And so John C. Riley's Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison. Man, can I just say fuck Thomas Edison? Forever? Yes, you can. He was bad. That guy. Yeah. He was bad. That guy. He was a huge, flagrant asshole. We could have waited longer for electricity. We didn't need that fucker. Like, we could have. We could have waited a little bit. He was just a, he was just like a patent fiend mm-hmm. and he just like was a real big dick to a bunch of people. And now there are so many like elementary schools across the nation named after him. And it's like why? Anyway, the episode is about Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison and they are in the midst of their war of the currents. But they were really fighting over whose electrical system was going to be the most popular. So it's either Tesla's alternating current or AC system or Edison's rival direct current or DC electric power. And they did all kinds of bullshit. ACDC. ACDC. Great band. Love it. (laughs) Um, but they did all kinds of bullshit to try and like bolster their, I don't know, uh, effectiveness. And one of the big things that they used as a platform for their war over their electrical innovations was how effectively they could like kill something. Right. It's, it's grim. It's pretty grim. And so they they kill, I mean, among a couple of things, there's an elephant that gets uh, murked and all kinds of little animals. That is the most industrialized capitalist hyper-masculine bullshit I can 
possibly think of. I'm like, saying, like, yeah. here's this immense power, and like, yeah, uh, how are we going to measure that? What can we kill? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. There's a. <laughs> There's a really good line, which is Duncan Trussell saying Tesla was the electric Jesus. I can't breathe. <laughs> and <laughs> I just really enjoyed that because I I feel that if I had had as much as he had had, um, I wouldn't have been able to make even close to the amount of sense. So I'm really uh, impressed, actually, by Duncan Trussell and his ability to tell the story. I think that's something that I admire a lot about Duncan Trussell is he just like fucking rolls with the punches of his like own chaos. He's fun. That's like my number one episode. And then I had a really hard time picking a second episode. It was between the Middle Ages episode, which Mm -hmm. is really funny because they talk about King uh, Mansa Musa. He was the 10th Mansa of the Mali Empire. An Islamic West African state. So in the Middle Ages, this man was purported to be like the richest person ever, like on the planet. Like he was worth, like if they try to like do an equivalency to how rich he would be today, it was something like $580 billion (laughs) adjusted for inflation. So I liked that one. It got a little bit interesting at the end because the guy who was narrating it, Daryl J. Johnson, uh, was basically like, this is the story that you'll never hear about in textbooks because like little black kids only hear about how their ancestors were slaves or like, you know, people in tribes or in the jungles in Africa. And then they were slaves. You don't hear about stories about powerful men who uh, reigned supreme and had a huge amount of influence. Yep. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I liked that one just because of like the spotlight on this person who I had never heard about. I didn't know who Mansa Musa was. That one was fun. Jenny, favorite two episodes of Drunk History. Okay, so my number one favorite episode is from season one, and it's the Wild West episode. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones in there. And like what really seals the deal for me, like all the actors they have are great, but all the like storytellers are just like, mwah, mwah, like ugh, just beautiful. My absolute favorite story from the Wild West episode is the one about Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. As by Preston Flagg. And he does this like adorable thing where like he'll reenact or like he'll be telling these stories of like shootouts and I'll be like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I'm like, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the best that reminds me of the, of the Lego Batman movie, <laughs> and which I know about because I lived with my <laughs> niece and nephew Um, but the lego batman movie because it's like for young kids every time there's like a a shooting of a gun they just go pew pew yep yes super cute i love it 
<laughs> it's perfect. It's all we need. What? Why? Why the other stuff? It's, it's gratuitous. <laughs> so that one is my favorite, and I also just think Billy the Kid is a really interesting historical figure. Yeah. And his story is quite interesting. And then also in that same episode, there's a story of the Alamo told by Matt Gorley. Yes, I like him a lot. He's really good. Mm -hmm. He like every story he's told in Drunk History, I've always really enjoyed. I find him to be very endearing. Also, another narrator who's made multiple appearances, and they're always good, is um, Mark Gilliardi, and he tells the story of Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Rider, which is just <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. And throughout that, like what we haven't mentioned quite yet, too, is like when, especially when they're like thematic episodes where it's like a city or kind of like a theme, like Wild West. Derek will like go around and do shit so like in the wild west episode he like meets this like <laughs> pistol like show woman yeah, <laughs> yeah like pistol pag and paula and he's like oh can you show me like how to like fucking pistols <laughs> and the part where she's like pouch guns like really expensive like don't drop that gun and then yeah. like, the next he's scene they show him dropping the like, gun a $1,000 gun <laughs> Ah, so good. And then my second favorite is the heroines episode. Mm, Yeah. Season five, like episode one, I want to say. It's definitely season five. Mm -hmm. And so there's one story about Deborah Sampson, who was the first woman to take a bullet for the United States of America. Wow. I know. And that's told by Padgett Brewster, who's like made multiple appearances on drunk history and she's great i just it's weird to like see her be drunk and funny because like other than that i know her from criminal minds uh-huh uh-huh so it's like whoa but you know hey i like uh versatility she does such a good job so, and then my favorite <laughs> from the entire episode is the story of rose valand who was an assistant curator at a museum mm-hmm. in france and became a spy basically when the Nazis took over France and were like, this art is our shit. Like we're going to steal it from Jewish collectors. And it's told by Tiffany Haddish. Oh, I love her. Wait, this is the heroines episode. Mm -hmm. Yes. A really good one. It's a really good one. Oh, good. It's perfect. It's flawless. It's amazing. And then there's also a story of Clara Burton, who was a nurse during the Civil War. And that's told by Amber Ruffin. And Uh, the woman who plays her is Mandy Moore, who, wow. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now, what what an iconic legend. Truly. Uh, I know. What was the movie? Um, A Walk to Remember. There we go. There it is. I'll always remember. Anyway, <laughs> oh that movie, man! What was it? what was uh, the heart, what was the heartthrob's name? Shane West. Oh I God! Thing for Shane West. What happened to him? I don't Where know. is he? What is he doing? <laughs> but I definitely, yeah. Oh God, that movie. I think it's. I think it might currently be on Hulu. So, dude, I'll watch I it. Might I'll be watch watching it. it tonight. Actually, I'll yeah. <laughs> Have you guys all watched Normal People on Hulu? Yes. No, I haven't. I marathoned it. It's like Hard. sensual porn. You should watch it. It's amazing. Oh, That's the okay. Irish one, right? Yes. Yeah, the Irish one. 
I've heard of it. I've heard that it's really sad. And it's going to make me cry. Oh, yeah. I cried. I cried like every episode. Like, I, yeah, it's very emotional. Okay, I'm still recovering from my octopus teacher, so I'm going to need Woo! some time. Pen 15 as a palate cleanser oh, and yeah. then come back around to normal people. The octopus teacher, though, don't get me wrong, cried my eyes out multiple times, but that is more of like a beautiful cry. It was beautiful. Yeah, normal people is heavier. It's yeah, like, I'm it's gonna be bummed. I feel like I'm bummed out already. Beautiful moments too. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely. a roller coaster. It doesn't just leave you depressed. Yeah. It just—it's very raw. It's very like oof. Like they go there. Exactly. It's very raw. Mm. But octopus teacher, I would say, is a, a beautiful cathartic experience. Yeah, I mean, that, that you walk away from just being like, oh, nature. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's really oh, love that. Love that film. So good. What were um, honorable mentions of drunk history? Do we yeah. have them left? I do. Yes. Uh, I've got it. I've got yeah. one. Who's first? <laughs> I've got one. Who's first? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go back down the line again. I just had two. First one, which I'm actually really surprised no one picked. I think, I don't know. I think I thought Ginny was going to pick this one, but you didn't. You surprised mm. me. Whoa. Um, mm. Which was season six, episode one, the Are You Afraid of the Drunk episode mm. with... That, yes. Mm. <laughs> That is one of my honorable mentions. I thought you were going to pick that, dude. <laughs> well, there That's we go. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's um, it's with Rich Fulcher, and it's oh, so funny. I think I remember watching it with you at one point, Ginny, and you pointed out rightfully that it might be the episode where we get like the most um just raw and honest like laughter from Derek Waters. Like yes. Yes. Yeah. Loses it in that episode. (laughs) It's so funny. And Rich Fulcher tells the story. So they do it. It's like a play on Are You Afraid of the Dark? So they actually film it at a campfire. And Rich Fulcher, who is a recurring storyteller in every Rich Fulcher episode, is amazing. Mm -hmm. He's so good. And he tells the story of uh, Mary Shelley and how Frankenstein came to be. Ooh, and it's just is in and of itself such a good story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god. So that one is that one's big. And then um I had one other honorable mention. I don't have the exact number, but I think it's season six as well. And it's another Duncan Trussell episode. It is Love him. the episode about drugs. I think the name of it's just drugs. Yeah. And it is. <laughs> yeah, and there are great stories. There is I don't remember who the storyteller is, but they tell the story of Dr. Feelgood and basically the fact that like JFK was like on meth. Like we don't talk about that. But uh-huh. yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about a lot that's definitely a recurring theme in drunk history is like things that get omitted from history yeah that we just uh, don't talk about so that are like really fucking important exactly so it, this episode tells the story of dr feelgood and jfk which is a great one and then duncan trussell is the storyteller for the story of um involving like Carl Sagan's involved and it was when they were doing all of those uh, experiments involving dolphins and they gave a dolphin LSD. Oh my mm. God. Back in like the sixties because they were in the middle of these experiments of like understanding 
how dolphins thought and stuff like that. And yeah, and then they gave they gave a dolphin LSD I and hate people. <laughs> like right? that's just horrible. And Duncan Trussell's amazing. And also Duncan Trussell loves drugs. So it's just a very like on brand episode yes. for him. And actually it is what's fun about it too. You will know this if you're a fan of Duncan Trussell or the Midnight Gospel. Duncan Trussell and Dr. Drew Pinsky are like good friends. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, which is like a really interesting combo and thing that happened that was unexpected. And so in this Drunk History episode, Dr. Drew Pinsky is the one sitting down with him instead of Derek Waters. So it's just Dr. Drew and Duncan Trussell talking oh, about this story yeah. about uh, dolphins in the 60s and yeah very good very good episode damn oh i love that okay i was just gonna say that i really like the first ladies episode that one's really funny it's like a couple of different first ladies of the united states um so basically edith wilson played by Courtney Cox, who was the wife of uh, Woodrow Wilson, who basically uh, like ran the United States after Woodrow Wilson had like a really debilitating stroke. And uh, there's like a really funny scene where it's basically they had to take a picture of Woodrow Wilson signing it like a document. They had to make him look like he wasn't just completely paralyzed. They so do he- such a good job acting out that retelling. That's one of my favorite. I'm glad you, I'm when you accidentally dropped at the beginning that you were going to say that I was stoked because otherwise that would have been an honorable mention of mine. The part where she goes off about the cheesy bread when she's like, <laughs> Can I have my cheesy bread. And he's like, what? And she's like, the cheesy bread I brought. And she's like pissed. Like suddenly she's mad. <laughs> so mad. I love this episode because like the female leads in this episode are so funny. And Alia Shawcott or Shawcott? How do you say your last name? From um, Arrested Development. She plays uh, the wife of Grover Cleveland, uh, Francis yeah. Cleveland. My favorite part of that episode is when she marries Grover Cleveland and the um, <laughs> the, the headline in the newspaper is so like, they did that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what she was saying. So like, they did that. <laughs> that's a really good kind of trope they use in Drunk History. I feel like they really utilize newspaper headlines it's and they'll so like... Yeah, they'll like they'll take really fun lines from like the storytelling and put them like on a newspaper. I love it. It's comedy genius. And then lastly, my favorite part about that episode is uh, the story of Dolly Madison, who is a first lady. And um, she famously saves a portrait of George Washington from the White House when there is the British are coming the British are coming the British are coming and she's like in the episode (laughs) they're gonna like roll up the portrait of George Washington they're like no it's not a Jimi Hendrix poster (laughs) like you can't roll it up (laughs) that is a good line anyway that's all I have (laughs) any other honorable honorable mentions Oh, um, the New Jersey episode where Jenny Slate is one of the narrators is near and dear to my heart because, again, my love for Jenny. Is that the one where she freaks out about space and NASA or is that a different episode? Uh, 
Yes, it is. I think because, um, yeah, where she says she has to stop following them on Instagram because she has panic attacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yeah. that is the one. What? Uh, yeah, it yeah, doesn't have as much to do with the story because she's talking about like the di- well, no, it does because it's the discovery of cosmic microwave, whatever in space. I don't know, science stuff. It's way cuter when Jenny Slate talks about it. But um, that's also that episode where they talk about the bone wars. So like those really immature paleontologists yeah, who are, like, like destroyed a bunch of stuff because they were just like spiting each other. And Tony Hale's one of the actors. So I, you know, love that. We should just do an episode on the bone wars. Yeah. Oh, that's a major overlap there. We could totally claim that. Yeah, let's do exactly. it. We we need to do that. We need to do that. Also, what a just like metal name, like the Bone Wars. Bone Wars, know, right? And then that's gonna be our intro to the episode about the Bone Wars. Damn Beautiful. it! <laughs> <laughs> no, you love it. I'm Pizza Baby. Welcome to the Bone Wars. I'm going to get more pizza. So good. (laughs) It's baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pizza baby. (laughs) Ginny, do you have some honorable mentions? I certainly do. All right. Number one, the Washington, D.C. episode, which primarily, primarily what really does it for me on that one is the story about, (laughs) um, I shouldn't laugh because it was an assassination, but um, the (laughs) the assassination of uh, Abraham Lincoln Mm -hmm. by John Wilkes Booth. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Adam Scott. Yep. Yes, Adam Scott plays John Wilkes Booth and Will Forte. I love him. And the guy who tells that story, Alan McLeod, who does a few episodes on drunk history, is is just perfect. And like at the end, he's like, "Do you guys want me to make a frozen pizza or like put a pizza in the oven?" I'm like, "Wow, what a friend!" <laughs> no, that's a really really good one. I'm glad you brought that one up. It's really good. I also very much enjoy the Great Escapes episode, which also has our our dude. I mean, if nothing has been learned from this podcast episode, other than that we love drunk history, it's that we also love Duncan Trussell. <laughs> Truly. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, we've been talking about him for a while, I feel like, and he's worth talking about. I really enjoy him. He's wonderful. But he told a story about how Timothy Leary, like that professor that was Mm -hmm. like an LSD pioneer, escaped from prison. But then perhaps my favorite story from that episode is about this like pastry chef on the Titanic who was like definitely an alcoholic and like he like made his own whiskey in his cabin and he was the last man off the Titanic and he had so much whiskey in his system that he was actually able to like keep his body temperature up and survive longer in the water. Oh my god. Amazing. It's so beautiful because like when people from the Titanic were rescued, the ship that rescued them put them in like those huge like walk-in ovens for baking to like 
call them out. <laughs> the guy telling the story was like <laughs> imagining he was the chef and he's like, this morning I was like overseeing pies in the oven and now I'm in the oven. I am the pie. <laughs> That is such a good beautiful. story, though. Fuck, I love that. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, amazing! And then like that guy and Derek like get in his bathtub and like pour ice, like a bag of ice over. Them. <laughs> it's beautiful. We talked about doing this. Are we going to go through and name our favorite drunk podcast episodes? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. As we mentioned early in the episode, this like drunk history was huge inspiration to the art history babes. And we have had a smattering of some pretty uh, drunk history-esque episodes throughout our what, four and a half year tenure at this point. <laughs> so just to wrap things up, wind up this this episode, just honoring drunk history, we each chose our favorite drunky art history babes episode. So mine, the one that I chose was a Halloween episode from a couple years back, Art and Murder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. And wine. That was one of mine, too. Art and murder and wine in parentheses. Part one and two. Yeah, two-parter. I, I, it's a really wild episode. We got pretty uh, sauced for that one. And I also <laughs> like, I just personally really kind of struggle. I struggle with murder. Like I struggle with, <laughs> I struggle with stories involving anything torturous. And like, so I was like having a hard time. So I drank extra. By the end of the episode, it was just so silly. And one of I, I think I mean, I think we all got pretty drunk on that one. But I think I might have been the drunkest that night. And towards I think it was at the end of part two, might have been part one. I honestly don't remember. But I could not for the life of me just get like the name of like a date. I could oh, not yeah. get this date out. Like well, I said, said um, September, September, September. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I said, I, and I also said I changed it. I it, it kept morphing because I also said like September. Yeah, you so, said September in September <laughs> and like I just like I tried so many times and I could not get this date right and that just feels very in line with drunk history because that's something that's really fun is like they'll catch the storytellers will just be telling a story very naturally but they'll say a date or something wrong and then they'll put in like the captions or they'll put at the bottom of the screen <laughs> like what they said even though it's not right you know and so I felt very in line with that in that moment i just like could not for the life of me get this date out and yeah and it was also just our halloween celebration which is our favorite time of year it yeah. was a fun one it was a fun night it was a fun weekend we had a really good time that, that was such a fun time we went to that horrific haunted uh <laughs> horrific. <like> hike <laughs> it was very scary yeah. like i very scared yeah and your car almost died yeah. on our way out there and i was like we're really gonna get murdered out here like this is how we're gonna die 
felt that way. That's my pick. Who who's next? It's also worth mentioning that at the end of part one of that episode, in the description, it says, "P.S. Can we get this on Derek Waters' radar because the AH babes were made for drunk history." <laughs> Yes, because so, yeah. we talk about yeah. it in that episode too. I mean, there's a few episodes we talk about yeah. it, but like we're drunk history. I I don't want to make any assumptions, but I feel like it means more to us than some people. So, like, yeah, <laughs> pretty it's pretty dear to us, and it's something that uh, uh, yeah, we we've felt aligned with for a long time. So once again, can we get this on Derek Waters' radar? <laughs> I'm saying can we. Can we do it? Derek, maybe you have a little extra free time these days and you might be feeling low, but you know what? What? We can collaborate. And uh, <laughs> we don't have Comedy Central money, but we've been doing this independently for four years. So, like, yeah. We're thrifty. We're thrifty bitches. We're thrifty bitches. Exactly. Yes. Okay, who's next? Who's got the, their favorite podcast? Oh, boy. Podcast? I mean, I am going to just go ahead and say Color Theory Part 2 just Good for one. just for posterity's nice. sake because Color Theory Part 2 is it's one of those early episodes. It's episode 7, which is mm-hmm. like, wow. <laughs> but this is back when we used to get uh, back when I used to get like extremely fucking wasted for our podcast because I took the drunk history aspect of our podcast to heart and was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be really drunk. And I really enjoyed this oh, episode. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> because like we really try like we're talking like about some really deep stuff about color theory. We talk about Joseph all or Yosef Albers, <laughs> and um, we talk about like color and emotion. But the thing I remember the most about this episode was a getting extremely, extremely emotional about Van Gogh with Corey, and we cried a lot. Yeah. Also, this was the night that I came home. And was really wasted and was screaming Black by Pearl Jam on my couch mm. while my yeah. my boyfriend yeah. at the time was very upset with me because he wanted to go to sleep. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're going to hear me scream this Pearl Jam song. Um, and so those are my memories about this episode. But so it's it's like it holds a really um, it just holds space in my heart. Yeah, it's a special one. Yeah, we got we got emotional. Yeah, I love sure. it. And, and I think maybe that was like the first episode where like we really let loose too. I think that I think was so. like Yeah. Because even before that we did the Bacchanal episode before that and I don't even think we got that drunk. Mm. Like we got drunk but not It wasn't the same. I wasn't there, but I heard it was pretty uh alcohol i think a lot of it was reserved for after we had um finished recording exactly i don't think was too wild honestly because that was the infamous occasion of jen trying to call chinese (laughs) and saying what kind of you have (laughs) and then the iconic follow-up it's not your fault it's ours They didn't have any spicy beef, and it's not their fault. No, it was it was ours. It was ours. <laughs> it was 
my fault, but I was like, no, it's our uh, fault. Uh, but yeah, the episode itself wasn't too boozy. So yeah, I do think Color Theory Part 2 was maybe just the first time we really got emotional and just kind of let loose on yes. the podcast, I think. Agreed. I'm going to bring it all the way back to episode two, Bad Boys of the Borough. Oh, wow. Um, Which is basically episode one. (laughs) Basically. We had had an introducing the idea of the podcast, which I also think I was pretty drunk for. But yeah, like I think I've said more than once, I was pretty intoxicated early on out of nerves. And I have a very distinct memory of calling... Uh, one of Caravaggio's paintings a photograph or a picture or something that made absolutely no fucking sense. So um, that will forever live on in my memory as a uh, out, out of control for my sake, at least. That's, that's, fun. that's so interesting to me because I would say from an outsider's perspective, listening to that episode, I don't feel like we sound very drunk. So it's interesting to hear the insider perspective of like what you were actually feeling in those. Am I the only one who felt drunk on that episode? I don't know. I mean, I might have been a little bit too, but I just mean I've, you know, just listening back through the episode. I think it's a clean episode. Like, I don't feel like, oh, we were so. I got you here. You know what I mean? Yeah, my runner-up was Air Inc., but that's only oh, you and I. That was uh, we were drunk on it. Though. We were so, <laughs> we were we were very drunk, and so was I. I don't know. See, and this is why I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't know if he would want us to talk about the fact that he was really drunk because I feel like he was trying to mask it, but also like he was very drunk. Yeah, we were we were drunk in Boston for that one. That one was fun. Too. Oh, that's fun. Jenny, what do you got? Uh, cube your enthusiasm. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that was in my little cottage in Davis. Yes, and that was a that was a real one. I remember like <laughs> Jen was opening like bottles of wine and like placing them like a penis. <laughs> it was very phallic. I was just trying to get a grip. Like, come on now. Okay, okay. I think I had like cut my thumb on some yeah. foil and like with my blood, I had like ma- marked a sigil on my wall. Yeah, with your blood. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was fun. Wow. That was witchy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I probably invoked some shit that um, <laughs> I'm still reckoning with today. <laughs> yeah. I completely blacked out for that episode like i think that might have been one where you pass out on my yeah. couch and you have you have to get up like early the next morning but like your phone wasn't charged <laughs> or something so like i set an alarm on my, my life phone. was just in a in disarray <laughs> and <laughs> i woke up with confusion because i woke up in the dark like it was so dark in your cottage jitty and i didn't yeah, know, that cottage got really I didn't know dark, where yeah. i was and i was like oh my god what's happening and i think i like stumbled home at like five in the morning <laughs> sounds right sounds right oh um, man 
I also wanted to bring up, uh, I guess, as like an honorable mention, it's not technically an episode. It's in a way, I guess it's maybe um, I mean, we have some like social media and like some video, but kind of been lost to the ether. But when we played the after we recorded the Bob Ross episode, we played the Bob Ross drinking game. Oh, Lord. And oh, Lord. I almost. Picked Bob Ross, and then I was like, "Shit, the drinking game's not I there." Think I it's died. So, yeah, we night. played the we played the Bob Ross drinking game. Um, there, yeah, there's a little bit of video out there. We recorded some video, but we never turned it into anything. Um, so it it isn't uh, very available to the listeners. But wow, like wow, I. I guess maybe going back to the beginning of this episode, I was talking about, I'm not someone, I'm not a big like person who takes shots often. I'm not a big, like let's get drunk really fast kind of person. So that game uh, was a shock to the system because it was like a lot of alcohol very fast. And I just remember getting very drunk, very quickly, probably the quickest that I experienced in all of grad school, to be completely honest. <laughs> and, and it was it was a silly night, but it was also, yeah, it was the four of us plus our friend Christina, and we were in Natalie's apartment, and it was just like, it was just a fun girls' night of getting uh, wasted while watching Bob Ross. It was really a lovely time. So so I feel like That's very fun. We, have to, we have to kind of give it up for that as well. We should play that game again or just some other like movie slash TV show drinking game when we all get together next and actually do something with the footage and like splice them together. I think we're going to, we're definitely going to want to choose wisely on what night we do such a thing because nowadays we all get like days long hangovers because. Oh, I always have. Well, I didn't used to. And now I do. So why do you sound angry? You had less years than me. I've always had this bullshit. I was like 14. The first time I drank, I was just like, oh, oh, man, I felt not, like a 45 year old. You're a I've tiny, always had terrible you're, hangover. You're you're just a fey little person. And so it makes sense for you. I don't know. though. I, I have other friends who like <laughs> say I have a stomach of steel in a wow. lot of ways. So I don't know what it is about alcohol that just like. It's it's literal poison to your body. It is literal <laughs> poison. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's totally a metabolism thing. I've always always gotten really bad hangovers, and, and yeah, with time I've been able to kind of figure it out to ease that. But yeah, I've um, I was definitely someone uh, that that was getting really bad hangovers as a teenager, and it was just like really that's crazy, yeah. man. I used to man. Anyway, whatever doesn't matter. <laughs> It's in the past. But uh, yeah, I, I think it would definitely be fun to to play some kind of a drinking game again and do an actual YouTube video for you all because that was such a silly, fun night. And I think that footage was probably pretty good. But uh, yeah, it just never, never yeah. turned into anything. Who's to so. say? We were busy. Yeah. We were busy ladies. We had a lot going on. So we've this episode ended up being way longer than anticipated. Um, but hot takes episodes always fun, and I think we should just close it out. On honestly, uh, from the bottom of my, of my heart, to just like thank you, drunk history. Like I thank know. you, Derek Water. Oh. Yeah. It really, it really is an important show. We appreciate you. 
We appreciate you. Thank you for creating this thing. And we hope it can come back in some form or um, it turns into something else. And yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. I think it will because it's awesome. And I think that they are fools to not. Especially yeah. because there's yeah. a lot of bullshit that runs on Comedy Central. I right know. Now. Like, really? Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I know, like, one other show off the top of my head that they have right now. So I don't care about Comedy nope. Central anymore nope. right now. Yeah, we're we're angry at you, Comedy Central. We're angry at you. So yeah, do better. Nope, nope, nope. Come on. But yes, we love you, Derek Waters. We also love you, Duncan Trussell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That wasn't if clear. You've learned anything, Duncan. Be our friend. But thank you guys for listening to this hot takes episode. Is fun. Had a good time. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch a walk to remember. Oh uh, what <laughs> Wow Ginny, sing us out. Goodbye to you. That's a different <laughs> Goodbye horses. No wait, that's silence of the lambs. No. Goodbye horses. <laughs> I just imagine her being like a horse girl when you sing no, that. Oh, it's from Silence of the Lambs. I'm wrong. That's what a Buffalo Bill was. Are you dancing. talking about wild horses? It's called the song's called Goodbye Horses by Deftones. Or is it Deftones? When Buffalo Bill's dancing around of his wiener uh tucked. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that, yeah. Yeah. we just did, we just we just really jumped from a walk to remember to to that scene i know <laughs> i'm sorry and i don't think it's uh deftones i think it's q lazarus but anyway i'm done talking <laughs> <laughs> jen's done pizza baby out Boom. <laughs> i'm gonna go eat more pizza later y'all <laughs>